This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Well, happy motherfucking Friday. Welcome back, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. Trust, on- trust me, I, I was not on any type of vacation. I wish I was here. That's I really, what I was going to I, I wish, I, I wish that I had been here. I wish it was just a normal week. I really do. It wasn't. Um, I'll, I'll give you the story. So my daughter, my four-year-old, she had a tonsillectomy on Tuesday. And obviously that was a scheduled one. It wasn't like an emergency situation. That's not a common procedure anymore, is it? Like, I feel like when I was younger, everybody got their tonsils out. But they don't do that as much anymore. No, you have to go see an ENT and the specialist will tell you what's best. Um, my daughter was kind of on the line of, you could wait, but if you wait, X, Y, Z. Like, it was bad news. If she got older, it's also harder to heal. The older you are, the harder it is to heal from. So our words of encouragement from the ENT, who of course I listened to, the medical professional, was get it done now because if you come back to me in a few years, it's going to be even more painful and harder. I'm not sure if that was true because it was really tough. It was a tough week. Uh, Watching a little four-year-old come out of anesthesia afraid and sad, I mean, it, it sucked. And then in pain and not really fully understanding what was happening, like the whole thing sucked. And then I was supposed to come back yesterday 4 a.m. Um, literally, I was on my way. I'm not kidding you when I say I had my coffee in my hand, my purse strapped around, about to walk out the door when my husband called for me and said, oh, this is not good. She was vomiting and there was blood in it and we had to call. So I called the ER first and I said, here's the deal. I uh, talked to someone in pediatrics who we'd seen and they said it's best to come in um, because we don't know what it looks like. Is the healing, is something ruptured? Is something, is there a clot? There's a potential of a clot. All the scary things they tell you, sure. right? Yeah. And of course, we didn't want to take any chances. So I went into the ER, which was just not fun. Like, I thoroughly do not recommend that place if you can avoid it. <laughs> honestly. How many stars? Honestly, zero <laughs> out of every kind of star. Check uh, the Google reviews. The ER is not somewhere you want to go and hang out. And it wasn't even the people. I mean, the people who were working there were doing the best they could. It had nothing to do with that. Lack of people, maybe. And I keep in mind, I, I went at 5 a.m. And here's the messed up part. So I go in the ER at like 5 a.m. with my daughter, who's still, by the way, vomiting into one of these styrofoam cups that they've given us. Ew. Yeah, the poor thing. Like she, But she had nothing but bile. She hasn't eaten or we're having trouble getting her to take her medication. Like So she's in pain from having surgery, no medication in her system, really upset, wondering what's going on. So I'm dealing with this. And then I didn't end up getting seen by anyone until nine, even though they told me to come in. Why wouldn't you just tell me come in at a certain time when someone will see her? I don't know. But I do also don't want to say it's all like, ah, what was me? Because I'm in there in the waiting room talking with people who have been there for 12 hours, 13 hours, not being seen. Some of them with like, I would get seen as soon as possible. with some, One of the young girls, like a 12-year-old, had like an allergic reaction. She didn't know what was going to happen next. They were just like, let us know if it gets worse. She could barely see. <laughs> like, honestly, oh like it was messed up. Like, she was swollen on one side and she had been sitting there for 12 hours. So it was so that whole experience was not good at all. 
But she is doing okay now. So the good news is yes. So today she woke up much happier. Um, and la- even last night she was in better spirits, still having trouble getting her to take any form of medication. But she, it seems as though the pain is slowly subsiding anyway. So just keeping fluids and trying to get her to have stuff. Like she refused popsicles, ice cream. She refused, you name it, she would not eat it. Like she would not take it. You didn't throw it out, did you? No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like an illness. It sounds like a hunger strike. Yeah, yeah really. It, it was, uh, yeah, so still getting her to, like, she's slowly starting to eat again and stuff. So that's good. We're on the mend. We're all good. But it was a shitty week. Like, to be quite frank with you, it was a very shitty week. Uh, first off, hi, Dave. Welcome. Hi. Sorry, I snuck in late here. I, I looked in before and you guys were busy preparing, so I didn't want to open the door. And then I walked away and got caught up. Oh. We are People not want your attention, you. huh? We will go. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I get a text. You coming in? I'm like 13 feet away well, from the I store. I can't see through but the But also, wall. we know how you are because you're a nice person and obviously you manage all these people and they'll stop you and then you'll have a conversation with them. So we were trying to pull you away from that before we could. I went around looking for you and I saw your sunglasses and keys, but no sign of Dave. So I'm like, he's in the building somewhere. Head coming under the stall yeah. door in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, you're in the pot. Hey, ah! it's time. <laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> um, just back to the ERs because you mentioned it. And you, you were talking about how frustrating it is. Yeah. We are in a bad spot right now where we have, in a way, normalized a 12-hour wait. And it's completely unacceptable, unacceptable on every single level. But that's now the norm, and nobody seems to care about it. For comparison, because I know that people like to, to complain about the American system, there's no fucking way you'd wait 12 hours no. in a waiting room in an ER in America. The ER there is in triage. See a doctor, yep. get the fuck out. We don't want people waiting in the lobby. See a doctor, go home. It, That's what they want. So there. messed up. And here's the messed up part. I told you I went in around 5 a.m. or so. And the woman that was working reception let me know like oh so yeah probably after seven definitely after seven because that's when the shift change occurs so that's when they'll start to see more patients it shouldn't be that way you shouldn't have to wait for a shift change for things to like move along you know what i mean oh i totally agree with you the whole system is messed up and it comes from chronic underfunding it comes from a general normalization of oh well it's people there they can wait i mean that's not okay in any no. way that's, there still has to be a customer service aspect because we, the taxpayers, are paying an astounding amount of money for it. There does need to be some customer service. And it's also mismanagement. I can't think of a single hospital where people say it's a really well-run place, well, with the exception of maybe like sick kids and places like that. Is that your computer? It's this computer. So as we're recording, when Dave sat down, the screen kicked off. So I don't know if Dave did something wrong, but everything is still fine here on the pod. <laughs> it's all of a superpower. He's also the boss. He can kick yeah. whatever he wants. That's sure. right. It's magnetic. It, <laughs> it's like a mutant superpower. It's a mutant. Um, so the, on the ER thing too, just to clarify, like the people working there were great. It they wasn't great, their yeah. fault. And that's the frustrating part is like, who do you get mad at? Like, where do you direct your anger? Because I saw people complaining that had been there for so long and I understand why they're complaining, but you can't complain to the person working reception that's doing all that they can do. Oh, absolutely. You know? It's not it, their fault it's cra- at all. It's security. Like someone was like, get mad at security. I'm like, that's not even their job. They're not qualified to assess you right now anyway. Like leave them alone. Imagine being just for a second, the CEO of a hospital because you get paid better than the doctor's. Mm-hmm. You have zero expectations for performance. Whether that place gets you in and out in an hour or it takes 12 hours, it doesn't matter. The building still runs. They still get their check. There's still a hospital CEO and get the red carpet rolled out for them just about everywhere with zero expectation of performance. It's messed up to me mm-hmm. that the system is as bad as it is. Oh, I don't know. Uh. 
What? I'm, I'm biting my tongue on this one, Why? to be honest. You don't think it's the CEOs, the people who are in charge of scheduling and running the operation? No, I just spent 10 hours at SickKids this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I watched those people run off of their feet. Trying oh, yeah. to trying to trying to take care yes. of everybody that's in line there to get in uh, and be seen, and there's a variety of people that are in there. I, I would rather um, getting it right than getting it expedited. Uh, too many times you go to a doctor and they rush you out, you know, and you're like, wait, that you didn't do anything, and for especially for something like sick kids, it's it's. Uh, they're thorough. They're extra thorough. They're There's a, talking that's to That's a different spot because that's a specialty. I mean, ER is so blanketly like everyone. Who, again, everyone who's working there was great. Like I think they're working their butts off. There was not enough people. And that's not their problem. Well, uh, I also saw the place. The place was packed. I'm like, where are you going to put anyone else? Yeah. Like it's it was well, it was packed. Yeah. We can start by just being honest instead of being polite. Most of those people should not be there, and hospitals should stop being afraid to tell them to fuck off. If you come in there with a really trivial reason for being there and you're going to take up the time and resources of the nurses, the doctors, a bed and something else when you really could have just gone to a walk in or you really could have just seen your family doctor the next time they take appointments. It's bullshit. There's too many people in there with a cold. Get out. Go home. But there's also something to be said about two two things here. One, not knowing what it is. You look at your child. You don't necessarily know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um I'll use my example, and I'm going to get very personal about this for a second here, but my daughter has uh, an internal issue, um, and it's required her now to go to sick kids, and she's had infections that we didn't know about. She was crying. She was constantly screaming, screaming her head off, and we couldn't figure out why. By looking at her, we'd be like, you're fine. I don't know why you're, you're acting a fool. Like, this is crazy. Take her to the family doctor. The family doctor says... I don't know. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. I've never dealt with anything like this. Then they send you to sick kids Then sick kids has to do their whole thing. The doctor said like, you got to go to sick kids. Mm -hmm. But if you were to look at her, you'd never know there was anything wrong Mm -hmm. other than she had a small fever and there was the constant crying in that. And then they found out there was a bladder infection. And then they found out that, oh, there's something causing that bladder infection. Oh, okay. Now there's a bigger deal. Now we're in line for surgery. Right. Which is super scary. Which is super scary. But but here's my point. Like Scott just said, like they people go when they shouldn't be there. But one, when it's your kid, and again, I'm using sick kids as an example, but general, generally in a hospital, um, people who don't know any better, I don't know any better. I don't know what's wrong with her. Um, and they tell you, well, that those are the people who know like, can, and can figure it out. But it takes time to figure it out, too. They, can't, they also can't just wave a wand and go, oh, yeah, here's what's wrong with your kid. Well, you're also talking about children, and you're talking mm. about a specialty hospital like sick kids. Sure. I'm talking about every other hospital in Ontario that if I go in there with a, a broken arm that's obviously broken. <laughs> Someone literally did come in la- like in the middle of the night. Yesterday with, with a broken arm, arm. In like a like, y yeah, shape. he was in like he was in like one of those wheelie guys, like a wheelchair. There's like a makeshift wheelchair, like being wheeled in by his buddy, yeah. and it's just like sitting there, like how long? They're like five hours. He's like, okay, <laughs> and <laughs> the poor son of a bitch. That's completely unacceptable. Whereas there's other people in there that are in there just because either they don't have a family doctor or because the doctor's office isn't open and they want to be treated now. Well, you're taking up a lot of time and resources and costing us way too much money for a freaking cold. And you know what? There's also other examples. Of where people know what the problem is. I can I know when I've got strep. I get strep like once a year. It's fine. It happens every time. You know the, the symptoms, but but here's the problem with that. You can't self-diagnose. And I'll be I'm going to be an extremist here for a second. 
having the symptoms of strep throat could also be the same symptoms you have for throat cancer or yeah. for all kinds of other things. Well, if it doesn't go away, then you go back for a follow-up. I'm 99%. I've got strep. Just give me the antibiotics and I'll be on my way. I don't want to be here any longer than I have to. And you know what? If you give me literally two minutes with a doctor, I'll be on my way and get out. But they don't treat things like that. They don't. And that's how you end up with people waiting for 12 hours at a time. These doctors aren't stupid. They know the difference between a cold and between an infection. Uh, You don't need to be there as long as you are in a lot of cases. I also don't want a doctor actively juggling six or seven different things or else you end up with, oh, this person had a... Or Scott needs a circular incision. They read it wrong and they give him a circumcision. Whoops. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe I'm due. <laughs> Maybe I need a little tuck back. Yeah, yeah I do. No, <laughs> a little it, haircut. It, it, a little trim. It is. Me- I mean, it is. It's messed up. I don't. Get along. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm trying to stop this I comment. I know you are. You deserve ha- to see the whole stop tip it. of my penis. <laughs> Guys, I tried. I tried. Everybody listening, I tried to stop it. Uh, but yeah, I he's mean- saying he's got a long <laughs> foreskin. <laughs> I give up. It's fine. I'm done. I'm it's done like commenting the, on this. Like I'm the finished. sleeve of a wizard. <laughs> Mouth of a tired dog. Oh, God. I was thinking about you this morning, Dave, because that is a weird transition. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I'm just trying to move on. Speaking of big old penises. Check out my (laughs) penis here. Hey, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is filming. What is the name of that show? Oh, um, so it's called it's the Foo, Foo Bar, Foo right? Bar, Foo Bar. Right. It uh, is a series. The first season is on Netflix. If you want to check it out, it's actually doing quite well on Netflix. I think it's the number one series right now, just because it was recently released. And it was for those who don't know, filmed in Toronto, which is kind of cool. He had a major, major interview putting over Canada and Toronto specifically. So I want to play this. One part of it in particular stands out to me. We'll come back on that. Listen to the clip. The Canadian crew was outstanding. From the stunt crew, the makeup here, special effects, the camera operators, the directors, everything was really first class, 100%. What I remember was the extraordinary bicycle rides that I've mm-hmm. taken. We went down to the river and the city was beautiful. The people were so nice. Even when you screwed up, you almost ran someone over. You know, they would apologize to you. And I said, no, no, you don't have to apologize. I am apologize. No, no. I mean, the Canadian people are just very, very sweet and very kind. He sounds like the kind of guy that can have a whole conversation with himself. I friggin' love that guy. Uh-huh. I really, really do. He's so great. First of all, I like how he's like running down the entire like production list of all oh, the people were amazing. The best grip was so good. The catering was out of this world. The hair, the makeup, everybody is so good. I love that he's just going through like the associate producer on site was wonderful. <laughs> He listed every cat or every crew member on this entire movie. It's like he was going through the credits. Yeah. I'd like to thank legal. I would love that if he read the credits to movies. Oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, the, the incidences in this movie are completely coincidental. <laughs> All right. Let's read just a little bit of it. Let's hear that again. What I remember was the extraordinary bicycle rides that I've mm-hmm. taken. We went down to the river and the city was beautiful. By river, I think he means Lake, lake Ontario. Of Ontario, yeah. Do you think that's what he meant? Yeah. What river? Where else was well, he what, riding what, his bike to? Unless there's is there's a river like that. Well, Where's the, the Don the, River and the Credit on. River? But that's not where he rode. Where he rode to hell? Lake Ontario. He was where definitely did? downtown. Like yeah, it was definitely downtown. 
you you have clearly been people who don't live downtown. No, I don't live there. for the very quick amount of time you you go by down. The lake. And I drive leave. by Lake Ontario. That's what I do. There's Etobicoke Creek. There's Highland Creek. There's Humber River. Mimico Creek. Yeah, it could have been Humber River. Actually, could have been any of those places. You immediately assume it's Lake Ontario. <laughs> When you think about it, he could be comparing our our lake to his oceans that he's used to because he that lives in is California. True too. Yeah, so it looks small compared to an ocean. Look at this tiny puny little <laughs> lake that you have. Right? <laughs> yeah, you call this a lake? I call it a pond. The cool thing is, if you if you look it up, you can see photos and video of Arnold Schwarzenegger actually riding his bike around the city of Toronto last summer when they filmed this, and people like he was he's so cool. Like he's such a cool yeah, guy. He was actually. He's great cool with taking photos with people he'd stop he was obeying the laws completely but he rode his bike a lot clearly because there's a lot of video of it and people would just be like hey arnold hello like i can't do that i can't do that arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> like dave can but he's it's just, a pleasure to meet you but tell me said, about you i want he, to thank you uncle he says he wants to come back because he loved it i think that's nice i think that's a nice endorsement for the city it was actually a really nice endorsement for filming movies here yeah hopefully other actors and actresses and producers and such hear that and think oh you know what we really should look into filming in canada because it's a hell of a lot cheaper to film a movie in canada than it is in california just do it between the months of may and september thank you uh, yeah yeah otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you'll hate your life it's a movie about the arctic um <laughs> so let's assume that he did mean lake ontario uh-huh. for a second because that's a pretty nice bike ride down lakeshore it yeah. is it's absolutely. beautiful absolutely stunning. i've never done it but it looks nice <laughs> I i'll drive be, by I'll all be the time honest it looks I, great. I drive by people riding their bikes and i'm like yeah some fomo that seems fun yeah it does <laughs> i'm going home now it's cute and then i drive away <laughs> but how how would he have handled the smell did he omit that from the conversation oh, or or yeah. their stinky lake or did, he, yeah, did he not notice it, <laughs> it smells this like, tra- smells smells like, like trash. garbage yeah. <laughs> People just drive by and throw their bags of garbage into the lake. It makes the place stink. It's true. It does smell. Constantly smells like shit. (laughs) Why does it smell like a diaper? What is wrong with you people? Are you throwing out your lunches? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe that is what he meant. I don't know. It's a vast view. You just see water and garbage. I, I love him. I really do. He's I think great. I think he's fantastic. And he's I, I love that, you know, Kat was mentioning people that were just taking selfies with him while he's riding his bike. Sure. No problem. And he's got a big giant cigar. And he's riding a bike. He's like, <laughs> well, he's riding. His bike. Why don't you let me take it? Because I have gigantic arms and you have puny little arms. <laughs> so good. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, What are you doing this weekend? Uh, Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this weekend? It's been a, it's been a very long month this week. Um, Amen. Uh, Amen. I'm on that train. Yeah, I'm going to the Lavender Wild Fest on Sunday night. 
Uh, there's an artist there that my daughter loves. Who is it? Girl in Red. Ah. Wait okay. a minute. You found a concert that wasn't Taylor Swift that she's in? Yeah. That's big stuff. So, yeah. So, the backstory to this is that she wanted to go see Girl in Red. Yeah. Who's opening for Taylor Swift on some of the shows of Taylor's current tour. The closest she's coming is Detroit. And I couldn't find a ticket on uh, any of the secondary sites for anything less than a thousand bucks. And it was like forehead touching the ceiling yeah. in uh, in Fort Field. So we're like, oh, that's a bummer. I guess that's not happening. And then now Girl in Red is actually headlining this festival on Sunday at Echo Beach. Perfect. So Oh, I was that's like, nice. Close to home, too. I hear there's a nice river down there. It is a beautiful <laughs> river. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Girl in Red. <laughs> It's nice because I look at the stage one way and turn my head and they look at the, there's the ocean or the lake. I don't even know what it is. It's a river. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I managed. I'm so happy that that, that that she's going to get the chance to see her and, and she's such a big fan. And uh, I knew it because I had to scour the world to find a vinyl for her for Christmas last year. A vinyl from... Woman girl in red, red. Girl, in, girl red. in red. Yeah. Wow. I know you. When I heard it at first, I thought she meant the Chris DeBerg song. Yeah. Like, Lady oh, in red. I was like, that's nah, not. You don't <laughs> like that song, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I found it. No, no. Very different artist altogether. So I'll be doing that Sunday. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I have other things going on, but I am. Everything's a blur right now. Right. Uh, speaking of daughters, I'm going to be off for a couple of days next week. I'm flying out to Kelowna for my daughter's university graduation. Wow. Very nice. That makes me feel. I'm not even sure how to feel about that. Yeah, the fact that she's graduating feel? university. Yeah. If, okay. Well, you should be proud. I mean, first and foremost. Yeah. Break it down. Pride. A little bit. Pride. Uh. Age? Do you feel your age? A little bit. Not really. I mean, I had kids semi-young, younger than most, but uh, uh, I'm not even 50. I'm only 45. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really feel old yet, but it, it's just weird to have a to be at my daughter's university graduation. People who listen to this pod or who listen to our radio show back in the day probably remember things like, well, she's going off for her first day of kindergarten. For sure. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And now she's graduating. So, oh, oh, Do you feel broke? Oh my God! <laughs> Fuck I feel off like with that's this one. Of, I stuff. feel like that's like, one of the feelings. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, university is not inexpensive. You I'll don't say. Put it that way. Cologne is beautiful, though. I'm actually super jealous. I I love it in Cologne. I went on vacation there once, uh, and it was it was beautiful. So you're gonna be able to take some time at least and see some things while you're there. Aside from the graduation, I yeah. Assume. I mean, like bars and pubs and stuff like Wineries? that. Right? I don't. No. You don't like the BC wines? Is that your problem? What's your problem now? What's your problem now? What's my problem now? you're so particular. You know that I don't particularly enjoy Canadian wines. Any Canadian wines? Not really. I haven't had any bottles yet where I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to stop drinking Italian and California Merlot. I'm going to drink Canadian. It just I haven't found a bottle like that yet that changed my mind on it. I still think we should blind taste test them. I think so too. I'm I'm down for that. Let's do it. If you're proposing bringing in alcohol, I'm all for it. Yeah, this might be an off-site podcast. An off-site <laughs> podcast. We're doing it. We'll do it. I cuz I'm I'm actually curious about this because I I've admitted I don't know anything about wine. If you put a $12 bottle of wine in front of me and a $4,000 bottle of wine, I am going to be honest, I probably can't tell the difference. Huh. You put them into the glasses, nondescript, I, I don't think I could tell them apart. I really mm -hmm. don't. But you have a palate for it. You've also, you studied it a little bit. You're not quite a sommelier, but, no. you, but you know what you're talking about. Same thing with cat. So I would be curious to see if we could identify it and could say, yeah, this is the one that's yeah. this. This is the one from here. This is the one from there. Because I've been told 
California tastes different than Italy and it tastes different than this and tastes different than that. But I, I, I don't know the difference. What is the difference? Set me up. Let's do we'll the test. We'll find out. Let's, Let's find out. That sounds like a pretty good excursion, if you ask me. <laughs> sounds like a any, challenge. Any wineries listening? Yeah. Well, you know, Kat, I mean, it's only a matter of time before we start slapping our names and faces on those bottles of wine. I'm in. Let's do it, wineries. Give us a call. Um, speaking of which, there are new laws that just went into effect over in France, and I'm curious to hear what you think of this. Over in France, they are now the first in Europe and one of the first in the world to regulate paid social media influencers to combat fraud. The new law establishes a regulatory body and defines commercial influence. You must label paid content Mm -hmm. and certain goods and services are prohibited from promotion like gambling. Okay. Right now, it's like the Wild West, right? Like, if if Kat's got a lot of followers, I can call up Kat and say, hey, I've got a product or service, and and I'd like you to promote it to your followers, and I'm going to give you uh, 100 bucks to do it. This is regulating the entire yeah. industry. I actually think it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Oh, a lot of companies, legit, I'm going to use the word legit companies, and I hope everybody knows what I mean when I say that, will make you do that anyway. They want everything, all of their T's crossed and all of their I's dotted. Because legally they are supposed to. So it, it comes with the agreement of, I just had an endorsement deal a while back where I had to put, like, you have no choice. If their paid partnership label is available, and I know we do that too. I mean, for our stations, if there's paid partnerships, you have to add it. If you're getting paid to endorse a product, I personally think you also should let it be known. I think it's in your best interest. Because if I'm promoting, I mean, personally, I'll never promote shit that I don't like or use or I'm a fan of or have knowledge on ever, but some people do, right? You know that they do. Oh, that's yeah. like, that's like, so, by the way, if you try this Mountain yeah, Dew, and by the way, <laughs> speaking of which, nothing like a hot cup of espresso. Am I right? No, I'm kidding. But w- let's say it's a cream. Let's say someone approached me and it's a company that doesn't have that. You don't know if you've never heard of it. It's not like it's Neutrogena or something. It's some random company. And they're like, cat promote my it's Neutrogena. Yeah. Neutrogena <laughs> cream. Okay. But so where do you put it? Here's what happens. Right? <laughs> That video would be interesting. So you put it on your social media, like, oh, I love Neutrogena. I spread it all over myself, right? And then what happens next? The thing gets recalled. People get rashes. Who's to blame? You want to also make sure that you're stepped away from that as well as an endorser. So I think it's in everyone's best interest that you let it be known. I'm getting paid to promote this product. Maybe it so happens it's a great product. Maybe you see that and you go... I don't care that they're getting paid for it. I'm glad they let me know about this shirt or this whatever it is, this at-home meal kit, whatever it is. It's There's nothing wrong with it, but I think that clarity is really important, so I'm totally fine with Can, it. I don't know if this is happening in the influencer world the same way because I see them sometimes uh, advertising products that are like, there's no way you use this. There's no way you have ever touched this product ever. And yeah. it seems very, very disconnected. Yes. Uh, yeah, none of the Kardashians use Pert Plus. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. They have uh, their own hair care lines now. Yeah, Thanks very like, much. Nagzima girls got not ass. Um, but Scott, we and, and Kat, you the same. We've endorsed products in the past, but we've also used them. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I can go back and remember um, that we did a, a whole campaign with Purina and we, we fed our dogs Purina food. And we mm-hmm. talked about what, what differences we saw in the dogs and, and all that kind of stuff. But we used the product. Yeah. And I've, I distinctly remember times where we were approached for an endorsement, used the product, and had to say, look, I, I don't think I can endorse this. Yeah. It's and just it, not good. And it doesn't always make you know, a sales rep happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't always make the, the company that you're being approached by happy. But if you say, look, this is just not 
for me. Yeah. But that's why you got to be careful as an influencer or as anybody. Like, you can't just take a paycheck. Exactly. It's important. Yeah. It's it, important to dangerous. actually know that you're represent. You are in a way representing that brand. That's the whole point of this contract that you have with this company for whatever product it is. That's the point. So why Scott, would you wanted you? to talk about Massengill? Is yes. that what you would? Yeah. <laughs> Something new I've been trying, Dave. It's part of my new skincare but, routine. You, you know, like to stay fresh, right? It's, yeah. it's true, though. If you look back to all the endorsements we've done, there's never been one that I've done that made me uncomfortable. And if I ever saw it and got and, and I did get approached for ones that have made me uncomfortable, I said no. And that, I think that's important because you have to stand by it. Would you be able to, without naming a company, say what, what the, it was? the weirdest one would have been? Um, uh, yeah, anything to do with me having to uh, show results of something physically, whether it's hair care, face shit, um, I grew a gym, gym stuff. Mm-mm. Third armpit. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, watch my transition. Watch my hit. Like, anything like that, I'm out. I'm not interested. Hmm. I'm not interested because that's not what I do. That's not what I'm here for. All right. Um, watch my boobs grow. Like, all that. <laughs> Forget it. Probably get some more followers. Stuff like that? Um, no, 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 I haven't. But I know people who have. And who've pondered, do I do it or not? Like, free breast augmentations and all that shit. Really? Yeah. You didn't do it? No, I'm I'm not saying I got approached to do it. Oh. But you know people who have. I know people who have that turned it down. And I know people who have that did it. Ah, yes, I believe I we might I think you might have known. People. I might you know that you might you might know them. Recently if I'm <laughs> reading the room, right? Um okay, so it happened again yesterday, and I'm wondering what we're going to do here. The leader of the free world fell down again. Oh. Did you see it? Yes. Oh my god. I because I, I did. Joe Biden fell yesterday. He was at, I believe, uh, West Point, the Naval Academy, handing out diplomas, I believe, to soldiers. And and he went to turn and just, boom. Like the Swedish chef going down the stairs. It was bad. Bork, bork, bork. No. And at first I thought, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And then I thought, oh, no, he's old. We don't want old people to fall. Nope. And then he got up and he was okay. And I was like, God damn it, that was hilarious then. He keeps falling down. This is a problem. Does he right? keep falling down? How often is this happening? Well, he fell off his bike last month, twice. He fell down here. He trips every time he goes up the stairs on well, Air Force One now. But you do lose balance with age. He's not a young fella. Right. It's of course it's any concern that you'd have for your parent at that age, right? You gotta be careful. And when you're the president, you're just brought into these situations. There's stages. It's quite possible, by the way, because he was on a stage that it wasn't really set up properly with the tape, or maybe he just wasn't paying attention to it, and it was. I don't know. But either way, yeah, it's a, it's a concern. When he was on it's the ground, he kind of pointed back at something, and then like three people ran to that spot. So I wonder if he like tripped over a like wire. a mic cable yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It was a sandbag that was holding oh. down one of the oh. things. See, that like, could happen can to anyone, yeah. though. That could happen. That's not a balanced thing. That could happen to anyone. I don't blame him for that at all. He's fallen three times in three months, whereas Barack Obama went eight years and never fell once. But hang on a second. He's a Hi. goddamn athlete, though. <laughs> yeah, Barack Bill Obama. Clinton never fell once. Yeah, Barack and dunk. Great shape, Barack Obama. I think that there's a difference there for sure. He went jet skiing. After he was yeah. done, really look, at, look at the guy like that president had a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? We also have to know that. I mean, th- that said, this is just the public ones that we know of, right? Oh, like, that's true. Like, these are the things on camera that were caught on camera. We don't of, really yeah. know what happens after that. He gets out of bed in the middle of the night to take Ooh. a pee and trips over the bed. Like, <laughs> well, we've all done it. That's the thing. No, I, it I, happens. I mean, uh, the other, but to Scott's point, like when we fall, we don't have to worry about, you know, like a blood clot in our leg right. and causing <laughs> severe damage, right? Like that could now, be a reality for him. Now that's someone who doesn't have to wait in the ER for a second. No. 
expert <laughs> expedited care. It's clear what happened. You I, fell down. I'm kind of jealous. Fix it. Get out of here. I'm kind of jealous. If his kid was vomiting blood, he would have been seen right away. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a party tomorrow night. Are you? Wait, yeah. you're hosting a party? Or you're ho- like, what are you Scott's doing? doing a social event. What is happening? What? I'm co-hosting a party tomorrow. It is my girlfriend's parents, so I'll call them the in-laws. It's their mm-hmm. 50th wedding anniversary. That's insane. Oh, my God. That's amazing. They've been married longer than I've been alive. Wow. And to me, I find that amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. years of marriage. Now, I, um, uh, I've told a few people that, and the first question everybody asks what did you get them? What are you going to give them? Yep. It's a gold anniversary, you know, Scott. That's what? gold? Is that's that gold? gold? 50? Okay. First is. off, Kat said that the, the, on the air this morning. I wondered if it was silver or gold, and then I found out it is gold. So it's Silver's not, it, 25. It's, are you supposed to know that? Oh, it's 25 years. I got Everybody silver. Everybody knows that. Come on. First year was the first year's paper. Year one's paper. That's weird. Who, who the hell came up with that? I yeah, don't it's know. It's, just a tra- it's very traditional. And you're, paper, you're, what is it? What do you do? You write them a, a note? Card. A card or a note. Yes. Any of those things that are paper. Mm. Here's a random piece of paper it's here. Here you go. Happy paper airplane at them. <laughs> Sweet. There you go. <laughs> it's only year one. So yeah. yeah, you can. Wow. But it gets more serious, obviously. Gold. So what golden I- treasure items did you get them? How many monies did you spend on this golden item? I did not know that it would that it was the gold anniversary. So this is just a happy accident, but I just finished getting it framed. I, I sent away for it and I got them a, a congratulations certificate from the Pope. To congratulate them on 50 years of marriage. Wow. They're religious people, I assume. They like that shit. No, they're older Italians who've been married for they 50 love it. years. The, they're going to love that. That is fucking high-end stuff for older Italians. That you is get cool. a letter from the Pope. It's like, holy how shit. How does one get a letter from the Pope? Yeah, That's not something you, you can just go what? into the Vatican City gift shop, <laughs> right? And be like, oh, let me get this one. It's a snow globe. Oh, he says, I sent away for it. What does that mean? It means you have to write to the Vatican, and the secretary for the Pope will go through all the correspondences and will actually say, yeah, you know what? We'll send you a letter from the Pope. So they draft up the certificate and and then the pope signs it and then they mail it to you <gasps> do they have their names like did they put their names on it the whole thing congratulations well, actually I, sh- I don't even really know what it says it's in italian i really <laughs> should learn that anything <laughs> we don't even know congratulations suckers <laughs> yeah. you're like wait what hey, losers <laughs> but it is in a gold frame isn't that oh that, oh, that sure, worked that, that counts. counts see well, nice. that's it's a pretty not, good gift is it real gold though i mean i think it has to be mm, real who cares <laughs> it doesn't matter gold. go back and get a new one 50 is gold plated. <laughs> <laughs> I get some gold acrylic paint no. at Walmart. No, I think it's nice you're even throwing and helping to host the party. Anyway, I think that's a gift in itself. That's lovely. So what we did was we uh, we hired a couple of private chefs yeah. to come to the house and, and just cool. put on a cooking clinic. Great. Not for us to watch or learn or anything like that. We're just going to be socializing and such. But the fact that the chefs will be in the kitchen cooking up a gourmet meal on the spot is pretty amazing. Where do you find those people? Uh, okay, so in my case, it was an Instagram ad. Oh, okay. And I didn't end up hiring the person that I saw the ad for. That's just what gave me the idea to hire a chef to come in. <gasps> was it an endorser? Huh? Sponsored Shit. post? We've gone full they circle. Work. Look they at work. that. It does work. Scott's going to crack open a Hello Fresh box <laughs> for this party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandma, get to chopping. Yeah, you guys like curried... Couscous? <laughs> Is that what we're having? Okay. <laughs> Candied yams? All right. Uh, so Hopefully yeah. only three people are showing up to this party. <laughs> I don't have enough for everybody. <laughs> I only ordered the family of four box. 
<laughs> Nobody ever uses this much oil. <laughs> There's no anniversary special. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so that's my weekend. I've got a chef coming in tomorrow, a, two, a couple of them, one that's going to do entrees and appetizers, another one that does dessert and plating and all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be amazing. Do you do like, uh, what do you get, like a spaduch in the backyard or what, what are you doing? I, are you going to handle any of it? I, they sent a menu and to be honest, I don't even know what's on it. Again, it's all in Italian. Are they... S- <laughs> That's so funny. It's starting to become a disability in my household. Like I'm the only fucking yeah. one that doesn't. Uh-huh. I'm You're gonna, the one. You know, I'm secretly. Manja cake. Yeah, I'm going to like start taking like Babel classes or something like that. And one of these days, I'm just going to shock the shit out of them yeah. and say something in Italian. Or you're gonna overhear them say something in Italian. You didn't know they were talking so, about you the whole time. <laughs> I'm assuming you consulted with somebody who speaks Italian to tell you what's on it. You might not remember, but you couldn't have just went sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Next thing you know, you get like a veal soup. Well, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? The the chef seemed very impressed with the menu, and I do I get the feeling it wasn't really up for negotiation anyway. It was more of a here's the menu, and I was like, cool. Really? I think that says okay. calamari. Great. Wow, you're usually, but I guess it's not really a party for you, so you didn't care. No, no, no. What are you going to do? And I don't imagine the chef will do it, but uh, let's just play for fun here. Uh, Cracks open a can of ragu. (laughs) What happens there? Oh my gosh. There's going to be a riot. (laughs) There's going to be a riot. You're going to see two very long-term married people losing their shit. Oh, for sure. Not even the Pope would be able to save that party. <laughs> who was it <laughs> the Pope would probably want the certificate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who, who was it that wanted the foo, foo silly? Was it foo silly? <laughs> who, who asked the fo, for the pen? foo silly? Some pen? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the peony? <laughs> you ordered the peony, right? Formaggio on that? A little formaggio. <laughs> Or just like add letters that aren't there. From yeah. a genio. <laughs> it's, it's like not on brand. It's like. So, so not. <laughs> Wait a second. You look at the package. It says spaghetti. And you're like, what the hell? And they're sprinkling craft Parmesan on top yes. of it. In my head. It sounds Italian. <laughs> Who wants Parmesan? Parmesan cheese? Anybody? Cut, cut me a piece of the focaccia bread. Oh, I oh, love a good yummy. focaccia bread. Ugh. We got to go, everybody. Uh, Dave, do we owe any apologies to anybody, though? Let's start by apologizing to doctors and to anyone who has to to wait for a very long time in hospitals. We should apologize to river and waterway enthusiasts. Um, We should say sorry to Arnold. Uh, Very deep regards to Kelowna. Scott is going to ruin your city when he's there next week. Uh, Sorry to the sandbag that President Biden hoofed. <laughs> sorry to Italians. All, again. Yeah, uh, sorry How to do you it. set a sandbag on fire is the question, because I bet you that was the order. <laughs> Fucking set that thing on fire. Nuke it. Yeah, that's it for that sandbag. <laughs> the poor sandbag's family's like, is he coming home? <laughs> the answer's no. <laughs> that, that sandbag's going to get dropped on North Korea at some point in the future. <laughs> that sandbag is a weapon of mass destruction. Um, sorry to Italians everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and <laughs> finally, sorry to Mike Tyson. Not for any reason in particular, but just simply because it's a good idea. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.